Welcome to a little piece of heaven on earth just outside of Nashville. This is my farm here where I come to relax whenever I can. You're going to see a lot of pretty country like this and kind of interesting places all over Tennessee. Because, neighbor, for the next little while, you're in music country. My name is Cindy Cash. I am Johnny Cash's daughter by his first wife, Vivian. And I'm sitting in Bonacqua, Tennessee, in my dad's farm. What well, was my dad's farm from 1972 until he passed away. And this was his hideaway place uh, when he came off the road. This is where dad came by himself. I mean, he did have people here sometimes, but this is where he found solitude. He didn't buy this farm. He had an accountant that was embezzling money from him and bought it for himself, along with some other properties. And dad decided one day after he discovered what was going on and fired this guy, he didn't press charges. He just drove around to see what he owned. He didn't know. And this farm was one of the things this guy had bought for himself. And dad said, I think I'll keep this place. That's how he got it. There's 107 acres here, so, and there's a creek back there that used to be an old Indian campground. And he would love to hunt arrowheads back there. So he, he just, he loved everything about it. Because he was a country boy. He grew up in Dias, Arkansas, in the middle of a cotton field. This farm you see here means a lot to me. It's a place that I can come and be with my thoughts, you know, kind of get back to my roots. And my thoughts, especially at this time of the year, naturally seem to drift toward home back in Dias, Arkansas. That's where I was raised. And looking back on the, those days, it makes me realize just how fortunate I am to have what I have today, my family. There was no pressure. Uh, he was just, he was quiet. He was always a quiet man, even, you know, at home with us. I never heard my dad raise his voice in my whole life, ever. He just didn't yell. He didn't allow it. And if we started arguing, we had to go outside. He didn't like arguing. He didn't like conflict. He didn't like yelling. He just, he never raised his voice to me. He didn't have to. One look, and we were, <laughs> we behaved. I remember the first time he taught us how to go frog gigging in one of these country ponds. That was a, a strange um, experience. I don't think I ever did it again, <laughs> but it was interesting. <laughs> Once, we just, we had a blast here. We had Fourth of July here every summer. And this is where I learned to drive. This is where I learned to hunt arrowheads, to pick blackberries, to we went on Jeep rides. This is where I learned to shoot. Um, that's what Cherry was sitting in when him and I shot bullet holes in the ceiling. <laughs> that was a really fun night. <laughs> what is that story about? Well, he taught me how to shoot that day and he gave me a pistol. I was about 22, I guess, 23. And he said, let's see what you learned today. And he shot a hole in the ceiling. And I said, in the house? He said, yeah, let's see how close you can come to my bullet hole. So I shot a hole. And then we took turns to see who could make the, sh the straightest line of bullet holes. And we emptied our guns in the living room ceiling. These are the kind of memories I have here at this place. That was a fun dad. He was a fun dad. See, he was so mischievous. He still had that bad boy in him. And he was so funny. He made his friends laugh so hard. Oh my God, nobody, you never knew what was gonna come out of his mouth. When he was relaxed and being himself, he was funny. 
A lot of people don't know that part of him, but he was one of the funniest people that ever lived. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my daughter, Cindy Cash, please make a welcome. I moved to Tennessee when I was 19 and went on the road with him and was on the road with him for about 27 years. So that was kind of how we bonded, was on the road. Lay me down in Dixie, let the world go by me. It was important for him to show the daddy side of him. And, and he was very present in all of our lives. When I think of him, he's just dad. Um, I see what, I try to see how other people see him, but it's hard, you know, because he was just dad and he was such a good dad. And he was such a present dad in my life. And he used to say, there's two of me. There's John and there's Johnny. He said, Johnny's over there. <laughs> Johnny's over there, he's on stage. I said, there's three of you. There's Johnny, there's John, and there's Dad. Lord, I, love most of all. I grew up in two houses my whole life. The house he, that we grew up in um, the, on the lake burned down. This is the only thing left. And with that one burning down, this, was, this is it. And to be able to, to be here and, um, and it still have the same feeling it did when, when he was here, it's everything to me. It's amazing to me today how I can come back here when um, this farm doesn't belong to us anymore. And the people that own it have allowed me to move in here and live here. And I am just loving it. It's, I mean, all the memories flood in every day that I'm here. It's just, it's the most peaceful place. And now I see now why he loved it so much. And even when we're, you know, so we're open to the public. People come in and look through this house every day, five days a week. They'll come here to the farm and, and they can walk around and we have the one piece at a time Cadillac is here out in the barn. It's beautiful out there where we have festivals and shows and stuff. This house looks just like it did when my dad lived here. His bedroom looks exactly the same. A lot of his clothing is still here. A lot of it, um, whatever he left behind is still here. And then I've brought some of his things here. Um, the person that owned it before, the people that have it now, they kept it like dad left it. And that means a lot. I can't tell you how many people start crying that come here. Just standing in this room right here, they just start crying. I had a guy say to me the other day, I guess you're as close as I'm ever gonna get to see Johnny Cash. And he hugged me and he thanked me for letting him come in the house. And they all do that. It's comforting to me. It's like he's still here. And that's a, that's a big deal to me. And I always feel like, you know, well, they're just trying to get to him through me. And, but since he's been gone, now it's, it's a comfort because it shows me how much people really love him and how much they always have. I am never, it never ceases to amaze me these young kids that love him, seven, eight years old, 12, 13 years old, 20 years old, every age. I just, it, and even, you know, he started, he was able to see that a little bit before he, before he left this earth. And, and he even told me, he said, I feel like it's the 50s again, and the young people like me. I said, they do like you, but you're the coolest dude in the world. He goes, I am pretty cool, aren't I? <laughs> You've been a friend with a heart as big as you are. 
a helping hand to all mankind. You're a solid rock in this quicksand world, John. Yeah, Johnny Cash is that kind. I brought him to this house when he told this house goodbye two months before he passed away. It was pretty sad. He was blind by then. And, uh, and I walked him through the house and he said, okay, let's go. You know, it was real quick. We were here 10 minutes. I think he was, because he couldn't see, he just wanted to be here because there is a feeling here. It's just, I mean, peace and quiet. He was just, he wasn't your typical dad. He was just a good man. I miss him a lot. <laughs>